Hey, welcome to another episode of You Died. Uh, I think you need an effect on that one. Yeah, can we get an effect on it, Jared? You Died. Yeah, much better. Yeah, it sounds like the intro to Resident Evil, right? Right. I mean, scary games that I don't play anymore. Well, anyway, let me introduce ourselves because I'm Ravi. I'm the EP of Abacus. Uh, I'm Victoria, and I'm the EP of Gold Thread. Also, we love playing video games. Yes. And talking about video games. Mm -hmm. And sending Slack messages about video games. Yeah, this is this is a verbal Slack message, actually, <laughs> this whole podcast. Yeah, it's just everyone else needs to know what we're saying in Slack because it's so insightful. <laughs> so interesting. So we don't have a special guest today. We, we don't because, as you've already teased me about, we're doing something really special this week. This week we're doing music, Jared. <laughs> Games of the Year. That ended up sounding creepier than I thought it would, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's ominous because your list is incredibly long. I take this process seriously. This is a serious thing. <laughs> you gave an award to every game. <laughs> every game I played. I played more than this. I, I, that's actually very scary. This is a very long list. We should get into it. We should get into it. Uh, why don't I start with the first one? So we'll do a couple of like alternative awards first, mm -hmm. rather than doing a top 100 like I have down here. Hmm. We'll do the alternative awards first, and then we'll get into our top threes. So my first alternative award is... Best game to play on the toilet. Alto's Odyssey. So if you haven't played Alto's Odyssey, <laughs> have you played it? Yes, I have. It's an iPhone. It's supposed to be a, it's a sequel to a snowboarding game, but this one's I mean, a sandboarding game. It's a, yes, but it's a very beautiful, like, you know, infinite runner type game thing. Very I mean, simple. One, I mean, basically one button. You just this tap This is not a game that you play on the toilet. It's... First of all, you need to time it. You need it's kind of action platformy, kind of, kind of. I mean, it's very zen. It's, it's very. It's, it's zen, but okay. Look, zen and timing. These are two things that I don't want to do when I'm on the toilet. I've okay, got to focus. So then, my next question has to be: What games do you play on the toilet? Um. Oh. Oh. You know what I play all the time on the toilet? Um. Dope Wars. Do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very old game. I actually had to look for it on the App Store because I used to play it on like the Palm Pilot. That is a very old game. I know, but it's not demanding. Like, sometimes you need to, like, take your mind off the game to do other things. I just like the zenness of it. I like the smooth, calm toiletness sure. of Alto's Odyssey. You know what I used to do? I used to see how quickly I could solve a Rubik's Cube on the toilet. That's <laughs> a lot of work. Don't man. touch my Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Why is one side? No, never mind. <laughs> All right, that was my first award. What's your first award? Um, oh, okay. So my first award is Game I Wanted to Play. But did not. <laughs> uh, one game that I really, really wanted to play this year, I didn't, didn't get through to it, um, is Hitman 2. So obvious, right? I mean, for me at least. Because the background is I love these... Well, I love AAA games, and I love these... Um, sandbox, you know, open world type games, um, adventure, shooting, being a cool spy. Hitman 2 is a, yeah, totally up my alley. But I was busy um, playing one game that I hated, Witcher 3. Uh, another game that um, I was playing actually in anticipation of Red Dead Redemption. I never got around to it. And it's a super old game. I decided to play it for the first time. And it's Sleeping Dogs. That's like a four-year-old game. Sleeping Dogs is so good, though. I know. And I was so surprised that even though I'm play I was playing it in 2018, it was 
it was all right. Like it was, it was pretty good. Like I think it helps that it's kind of. This sounds like an insult. Say it's unambitious, but it's not really. It's very. It does a lot of things. It hits a lot of targets. You know what I mean? It doesn't try to do too much because it knows it can't really achieve too much. It shoots for something achievable and it does it well. I think. I think so, and you know, and obviously this week, I mean, this year, I've moved to Hong Kong, so playing it was like extra special for me because I did kind of recognize stuff and it was kind of cute. Well, so. and also for me, being someone who's born and raised here, you don't see a lot of games set in the city, and mm-hmm. to see one that is set in the city and that has a lot of love and has a lot of like little bits and pieces, like the taxis have the right, have the right like um the right colors the right um you know what i love i love the, the the doors the metal gratings mm-hmm. so so hong kong i love that one thing i'll say is really funny though is you know how you know when you drive around in any in any city in any game people always start like yelling at you when you drive around <laughs> but the really funny thing about sleeping dogs is they don't just yell at you like hey what's up watch out they go straight to swearing at you in cantonese it's, which is accurate is that what which you're is saying? accurate and also hilarious it's just really funny that they're that kind of foul with it but rightfully and justifiably so I also have a game that I wanted to play this year, but mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is Astrobot VR. Why? I mean, besides, it got good re- reviews. It got but... amazing reviews. People were saying it's like Mario, the Mario 64 of VR. Like people were saying it was beyond amazing, a transformative experience. But the problem is I need to drag out my PSVR headset. Mm-hmm. And I like my PSPR headset, but you know, you got to put it on, you got to get make sure the sensor bar is working, you got to mm-hmm. like calibrate the thing, can't play for more I, than I X assume minutes. that therefore you didn't play like Just Dance 4. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that's not your thing. No. I mean, also that involves like just dancing, right? <laughs> really want to. I don't dance even without games. No, forget that. But yeah, I really wanted to play it. I really wanted to play it. I also really want to play Hitman 2 because I really liked so Hitman 2, for anyone who doesn't know, has these, uh, what are they called, special assassinations? Mm-hmm. Like those special like one-off, mm-hmm. you can only get this guy once, you can only kill him once, and if you don't kill him, you'll never have the chance to kill him again. Mm-hmm. And the first one is Sean Bean. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. Which is amazing, because of course, Sean Bean's reputation is a guy who always <laughs> gets killed in everything he's in. That's and so amazing. your mission here is to kill him, and apparently the dialogue is very, it's, it's, it's completely aware that you know this. He plays like a he plays an assassin who always sneaks out and always never get, never gets killed, and he keeps talking about how he always finds his way out of various scrapes. And you're just like, dude, <laughs> fair play. I mm-hmm. like that. That's good. That's clever. Okay, uh, why don't I go to my uh, next one then? Because I have my list is way longer than yours. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And um, I'm gonna go with the remake slash remaster of the year, and that one is WarioWare Gold. <laughs> I know it's really funny when you say like a really funny make game like that <laughs> in dramatic voice. Uh, I love all the Wario games. So what's different about this one? Well, it isn't that different in the sense that it's basically the best of the entire series in one game. Because you know WarioWare, uh, like uh, on each different Nintendo handheld, it used a different gimmick for each system, right? So the original one, it's just straight up, you know, buttons and controls. The second one is uh, WarioWare Twisted, where you have to physically move it with the gyroscope and the cartridge. Mm-hmm. The 3DS has a gyroscope built in, so that works for this too. The third one, I think, is WarioWare Touched, which is the um, touch sensor on the mm-hmm. DS. Mm-hmm. Of course, again, the 3DS has a touch has a touch screen. So, so they're trying to use all the hardware. I mean, I think that's very. This game should be one of those like exhibition games, right, mm. for a console because it's like you're showing off the handset, exactly. the device. Yeah, but also like I thought that like um, actually with 
I thought Twisted was really good, but Touch, the touchscreen one, was a little too simple and too gimmicky. But when you reduce it to only like a few games within like a larger collection, it works quite well. Mm. Uh, I think it works much I better. I mean, though. personally, I like all these like Bishy Bashy style games. Did you ever play Bishy Bashy? Yeah. I I uh, I challenge everybody listening to <laughs> Bishy Bashy off because I am I personally declare that I'm like I'm like outrageously good at it. So you have like crazy twitch reflexes. I I hope to think so. Because I like I have well, I have a friend who's so good at those like twitch games where you just like spin you know like tap mm-hmm. the buttons really fast. Oh yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so got you, like a, I've got like a, like a, like a method. Okay. It's not a method. I can't share, but I've got a method. I really want to see you against my friend because he's the type of guy who plays like one of those track and field games <laughs> and does the hundred meters in like oh, six seconds. Like, yeah, and you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? I know. That's me. Yeah, I can't do that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, okay. Next game. Game I would have wanted to play, but do not have a 3ds. Four. <laughs> uh. Kirby Battle Royale. Oh, Kirby. Come on. Why do you hate Kirby? Kirby's the best. He's so cute. Um, so creative. Like the the usage of the whole environment is so creative. I don't know why, actually, because I'm into basically every other Nintendo game the ever. The music's made. so good. But I've never really connected with Kirby. There's just something about Kirby that I've never liked. Is it because he's just a round circle with a face? Well, I'm making a funny face now and I realize this is a podcast, so you can't see me. So just imagine me making a funny face. But I, I don't know. I've just never really connected. With, well, put it this way. Why do you really like Kirby? I don't know. It just feels very, it's very peaceful. The whole thing's very peaceful. It's like, um, you know what the objective is. It's kind of like Mario, but it's it's very like, oh, I know what it is. I know you love Mario. So it's Mario without its edge. I mean, I know Mario's not an edgy game, but it kind of is because it's like. I don't know. Have you seen Bowsette? <laughs> thanks oh, fair enough um, but yeah you know it's it's like it's like Mario without the edge yeah it's you know it's like uh, Alto's Odyssey right which is amazing <laughs> alright alright my next one my next award this game is so cute that I can't even let's go Pikachu that's stupid that's stupid. You don't like Kirby, but you like this. This That's game is stupid. adorable. Not so cute about it. It's adorable. It's super okay. boring. Two reasons. Mm-mm. Wait, you haven't. You don't have a Switch. You haven't played it. I mean, I've seen the gameplay, and I was oh. not. I was not charmed. Well, so the two things about it that I love is one, nostalgia. It's been twenty years since Pokemon Red, and this is Pokemon Red all over again, but with a few quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. That's Pokemon. Is this one for the fans, or will it win new fans? I think it'll win new fans, especially because of the Pokemon Go-ness of it. Because uh-huh. if you play, like, just say you play the next Pokemon game that comes out next year on Switch, you'll have, like, 900 Pokemon. Another Pokemon game is coming out on Switch next year? Yeah, like a so-called core Pokemon games, like the next mm. actual sequel, whereas this is a remake. Mm-hmm. Here, you start with the original 151, which are the best Pokemon. They're mm-hmm. the best, they're the most iconic, they're the ones that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, cool adventure, and you get to like rub Pikachu's belly every once in a while. Why? Because then he gets happy, and then he does nice stuff for you. Huh. Like he'll attack harder in battles and things like that, and then he'll turn around and go, Pikachu wants to know if you're impressed with him, and you're like, yes, I am. So cute. It's so cute, and he's like, oh, it's great, it's great. Uh, it's great. We'll see. Uh, I've <laughs> run out of things in my list. My list was actually very respectably short. I have a really long list because I had a lot of stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Um, Please borrow through your list. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna only give it one more. Oh, what? Okay, I'll give it more. 
Um, I want to talk about. Never mind. Never mind. You you go on with your list, but I want to talk about something else. But yes, the, the suspense is killing me here. Um, <laughs> one game that I really, really wanted to play, but I couldn't really play. It's not that I didn't. I couldn't really play it. A way out. Have you heard of this game? It's the EA like game by um, the Swedish director Joseph Fares. That's a co-op a adventure. The whole oh, way. I do know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I haven't played it. It's meant to be like a co-op, um, like prison breaky type game. Mm, stressful. Um, no, like uh, it's. So I played it with my brother. It's quite good, but it's because you need to play with another person. And given that we are well, both, this will explain why I don't. Well, yeah, why I won't be why I won't yeah, be playing like, it. <laughs> we're both no old friends. and don't have time and don't have other people to come over and sit on the couch and play games. Mm. It's meant to be a sit on the couch with your buddy and play games, but it's oh. also like a ten-ish hour game. Okay. So I played so it. You you're done after like three times, two times. Well, I mean, I I got like an hour and a half in with my brother, and he's like, I'm kind of bored. I'm like. Yeah, it's slow, but it's a start. But yeah, I also don't have time to do this. I really wanted to play more of it, but I just couldn't. Oh, yeah, well, what's I mean? What else is? Well, tell me about the gameplay a little bit. So it's um, it's it's really creative because it does like naturally force you into situations where you have to cooperate with another person. Being things like um, you know, you need to. I mean, it's all it's all prison cliches, but cliches in a good way. You know, like uh, what kind of prison cliches? <laughs> Okay, I meant the clean movie prison cliches here. Let's just be clear here, like right? What? Ain't, ain't no drop in the soap. There's, there's nothing like that. <laughs> it's um, well, things like you know, like what clean prison cliches do you know? Well, okay, things like uh, you're in, you need to steal like a tool, like a uh-huh. chisel or file, whatever. Uh, so you're in workshop. Uh, One guy distracts the guard, the other person grabs the tool, or need to sneak into the laundry room to grab like guard um, outfits, mm-hmm. standard in every like prison break thing. Mm-hmm. Someone hides in a laundry cart. Someone pushes the laundry cart. Things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's all... Okay. It, and again, it's really natural in the ways that it encourages this kind of splitting of approaches. Mm. It's good. I, I mean, I wish we had more like group or co-op party games out there, right? So that gaming would sort of lose that image it has as a very solo, friendless pursuit. Like that cooking game that everybody's crazy about. Oh, um, Overcooked, Overcooked. Mm. I was going to say Cooking Mama, but that's way old. I love Cooking Mama, though. Cooking Mama's good. Better than Mama. <laughs> um, overcooked, though. I know, it's funny. Like, uh, I like it. I don't love it as much as a lot of people do, but people seem to really love Overcooked. Um, <laughs> As Shay says, if you didn't listen to this episode one, this will make no sense to you, but as Shay says, filthy casuals love it. <laughs> Um, but it's true. I mean, it's it's easy to pick up, and uh, most most non gamers think that it's like quite genius. I was surprised at the number of people I think who I don't consider to be gamers are playing that game, and I think it's it's a good thing. The more people that play, the better. Yeah. I'm not so filthy casual <laughs> as Shay about that. It's okay. It requires you assemble like more than one friend. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to give my backlog honorable mention award because we both have huge backlogs of games we haven't played, mm-hmm. uh, and I got to give an honorable mention to Subsurface Circular. Oh, right. I got to give it to that game because it's been on my backlog so long. The sequel has already come out and is now also on my backlog. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Sleeping Dogs was my backlog game for like four years. Yeah, I'm uh, Mike Bithel. If you're listening, I'm really sorry, man. I ain't playing your game for another three years, even though I really <laughs> want to. <laughs> what's what's keeping you? I don't know. I think there's always something else out there, like whether it's Smash, whether it's Red Dead. There just always seems to be like something that I'm working on, and as soon as I'm done with that, I'm moving on to the next thing. Mm. And the thing is, this would be a really good palate cleanser in between those games. Mm-hmm. 
But then I feel like if I don't, you know, if I'm not playing Red Dead as everyone else is playing Red Dead, I'm missing out on kind of that socialness of it. I'm mm. missing out on the gifs. I'm right, because people the- are talking and yeah, that's true. And I'm definitely ahead of a lot of people on Red Dead because I've been like crazy about trying to finish it. So I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, I wish I wish I could talk to more people about it without spoiling the game. Is this basically you telling me you need to get yeah, your yeah, ass into gear and finish the game? Yeah. Stop playing Smash, please. I unlocked all the characters in Smash, That's so great. I can play Red Dead. I just need to like Sheesh. leave the office first. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing that I'm <laughs> stuck with. Uh, I want to only mention one more game before I get to my top three, because this is one that we can both talk about. Mm-hmm. Game Dev Story, say it's it. <laughs> game I'm so addictive to, I actively refuse to play it for my own sanity. Game Dev Story. I love Game Dev Story. Game Dev Story is so good. It's so good. I mean... It's been so long since I've encountered a game that was like that kind of like hit all the right buttons, pun unintended, like 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 Theme Hospital from back in the day, right? Like Theme Hospital, you just somehow you just can't replicate it. To explain for anyone who doesn't know what game Dev Story is, it's a game where you make games. Okay. It I is have like an important question. Do you on. think that in making this game, the folks at Kyrosoft got like super good at making <laughs> games? They must have, right? I just imagine them with like that little dun, 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 music that pops <laughs> in right when they're so yeah so it's like a theme hospital somebody uh, like on there is on fire tycoon game. yeah exactly working super hard but like the it's got such a perfect <laughs> gameplay loop to it where like as soon as you finish a game you have to wait for it to go on sale mm-hmm. but you also can't waste time so as soon as you finish a game you've got to start working on the next game so you want to see how your game does in sales and by the time it goes off the charts your next game is ready so you're like oh well, I got to release this game and see how it does in sales but then you start developing your next game. So you basically, there's no point how do where you, you think, stop. How do you think the person at Kairosoft who wanted to create this game pitched it? He was like, you know, life is pretty hard. <laughs> but I think it also can be art. I wonder if it, you see, you're, you're taking a really happy approach to it. <laughs> I wonder if it came from a place of cynicism of like, you think games are tough to make? Make them yourself and find out. That's why that's why this podcast works. We got like happy sunny and like everything is awful over here. Uh you know Karasov only has 14 employees, which is very impressive. All that's... of them are on fire. <laughs> Clearly, you know that. That animation. Well, the other funny thing about the game is do they have employees called like Steven Jobson? Yeah, I know. I love that. Who wrote Oh, it's so good. And it's there's... so good. And uh, uh Ninja Gaiden, like G U Y <laughs> Ninja Gaiden. Is also um <laughs> like Walt Disney and stuff like that. <laughs> I hear he's a good animator. <laughs> I know. Oh, and of course so the best delightful. one. Um, there's the composer, mm. Beethoven. Beethoven. Mm. Again, mm. I hear he's quite good at music. <laughs> I know. That's such a good game. Uh, that game is like... But that game didn't come out this year, right? It didn't come out this year, but that it came out on Switch this year. Uh, which is okay. the first time... So I've played it only, I think, four times in my life. <laughs> and all four times I've played it, I've basically played it until the battery has run out on so, my phone. So prior to the recording of this podcast, I took a look at Kairosoft to see if they've put out anything new and like what's their whole lineup like. Um, disappointingly, their latest three titles, two three titles, are uh, free to play, which is mm. probably you know a sign of the times. But I think that's very sad. Also, because Game Dev Story, even though it looks like a free to play title isn't it's pay once yeah and you play well, that, forever. Th- that's what i really wanted but i hate that the latest few of them are free to play yeah that that also really really bothers me 
Mm, but, you know, so real, the realities of it. Let's go from a negative to a positive. Mm-hmm. Is it time for our top threes? All right. Music. <laughs> top three. Why don't you start first? Mm, I don't have a top three. What? I thought you had a top three. I only have one game I played this year that was released this year. I mean, yeah. It's re- Anyone who knows me is going to find it really weird that I prepared for this and the other person didn't. I don't prepare for anything. Oh, I'm prepared. I just don't have a top three. I literally only played like four console games this year. Well, only... Okay, one of mine isn't a console game. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll go with mine then. Mm-hmm. The third was really, really hard to decide. Really, really hard. It was between Spider-Man on PS4 and one mm-hmm. other game, but instead I gave it two. Red Dead Redemption what? 2. No. Red Dead Redemption should be on number one. Oh, I thought you said it should be number four. No, it's number three. <gasps> I, it, again, like I said in the first podcast, go listen to it if you haven't. Red Dead Redemption 2 does some things so well and does other things so annoyingly Yes. That I can't in good conscience kind of. Okay, so I think this is like Stockholm Syndrome, but because I've played at least like 30 to 50 hours of it by now, um, I like it. I like it in, in all its imperfections. I like it. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, but let's be clear also. I like it enough that it's my third favorite game this year. Mm. And it beat out Spider-Man. Now, I love no, Spider-Man. No, that's hard. I was surprised. I was surprised because Spider-Man is a work of art. I was going back and forth because I think Spider-Man... Spider-Man in some ways is a bit like Sleeping Dogs. It is much more than the sum of its parts. If you analyze the individual bits of Spider-Man, other than the graphics, which are phenomenal, it's kind of, it's got a lot of above average elements to it. But something about it coalesces into something really, really special. Whereas I think Red Dead Redemption 2 actually is a little disappointing, which is, I mean, I'm talking about a game that I expected to be like a 12 out of 10, and it's only a 9. Like, do I like Red Dead Redemption 2 because it's kind of like, if the Lord of the Rings wasn't in three massive parts would it be good if it was just like one condensed book mm. you know kind of thing but it's like just a crazy crazy massive game that you just yeah I like a lot have to like I like it. a lot of what they've done but yeah like I think it's 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 just interesting to see like with Spider-Man here's a game which I think is punching way above its weight and Red Dead Redemption 2 in some ways is a little that's fair not quite and it's that's not fair. quite there it should it you should kick it down to four then <laughs> I, I, it took me a long time to go over that. That's but fair. Number two, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. No surprises there. No surprises there. I've been played way too much Smash. Um, I think it's really creative what they've done with the spirits mode. So I, you know, the reason why I'm I'm locked out of many many games that you like so much is because I'm not in the. I, I don't have a PS4. I'm I'm an Xbox. So I realized that or a Switch. I refuse to get a Switch. There's too many things going on. I will not get a Switch. Because it's cutting your nose off to spite your face. You know that, right? I'm I'm cutting my nose off to spite your face. (laughs) That's just mean. (laughs) It's just mean. I hope your face likes it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just mean. But like I really I'm still resisting. I might I might cave around like the first quarter next year. I like Smash is just such a wonderful celebration of everything that I love in Nintendo games. You just that, love Nintendo so much. That's why. I do, and yeah. I think like, and it's very good at giving me all of that. It's very good at just pumping me full of all the fun and good stuff that I want to see and I want to love. And 
I can't help but like it. I can't help but like those mm. super deep cuts with spirits as well. Smash is Nintendo cocaine. Huh. I mean, like the other, the, there's also a lot of really clever things that they've done in there. Like um, when you use, you know, Ryu from Street Fighter, when you go through his like arcade mode, mm. his arcade mode, I didn't realize this until like the third or fourth fight. They get fighters which kind of look vaguely similar to their Street Fighter equivalents, play the music. And instead of being like Smash Brothers style, knock them off the stage. It's like a you know until their power, until their health bar disappears. Oh, nice touch! Mm, it's really and I love that. Like for everybody, there's a different point where they realize, oh, that's what they're doing. So like you know, Little Mac, the boxer from Punch Out, he plays Balrog, the yeah. boxer from. Um, oh yeah, right. Um, Chun Li is Zero Suit Samus. Oh sure. Oh, simply because they're both women who wear blue, right? Oh. But the best one is Donkey Kong, in the jungle stage has the outfit on where his skin is green. <gasps> Blanca. Amazing. Yeah. All so right, fine. Stuff and that makes me smile. Okay, very delightful. Okay, I have my game of the year, but you want to do yours first? Or? You've already done mine. Oh, Red Dead 2? Well, see, if I had played, uh, if I had played um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. that might have been it. But I haven't because I've been trying. Okay, this is the background, right? I was trying to rush to finish Red Dead 2 so I could boast about it today. <laughs> but I'm not done. I, I don't know when it's going to end. It's crazy. But there's more! I've been playing like five, six hours every day. And I'm a grown-up that works overtime every single day. I mean, this is, it's worth it though, right? It's worth it. But, you know, I, I'm not, I, couldn't, I couldn't show off today. So I'm kind of upset about that. My game of the year might be a surprise because I haven't talked about it at all yet. But... Reigns Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, that is a surprise. Yeah. Why? Uh, so, have you played Reigns before? Reigns? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Reigns, anyone who doesn't know, is a. it's quite simple, but it's quite fun. It's a simple kind of like a simulation game, but it's a simulation game kind of crossed with Tinder in that you choose what you do by swiping. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But well, thanks. yeah, you, you swipe left and right. That's literally, instead of it being like a theme hospital or game dev story style of simulation game or SimCity or anything like that, it's a simple like you have a choice. Most of them are yes/no decisions, like keep the people happy, keep them not happy, and you got to balance. Like I do the, like that game very much. Well, you have, to, I, yeah, you have yeah. to balance things. And the thing that I like about Reigns is that it feels like you can never win because you can't make people. If you make people too happy, you'll get overthrown. Mm. If you make people, you know, if you make obviously piss people off, you get overthrown. It's kind of arbitrary in Reigns, but when you add Game of Thrones to it, a series that is famous for nobody wins everybody dies that really really works have they done anything with the 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 general feel of the game because the original i mean the previous one or the original was kind of uh it kind of very neutral right like it it didn't feel very ominous or dark it wasn't very cheery either but it was very like nintendo-ish not nintendo-ish it was very kind of plain irreverent right right it's got more of that, but I think because you add the Is Game of heavier? Thrones character and the world to it, uh-huh. it doesn't need to provide that. You're providing that in your head because you've seen uh, the show. You know what the White Walkers are. You know okay. everyone's going to die, so you add that. The cool thing about this one, though, is it gives it. there's more of a point to it because in Reigns, you're just kind of like idly swiping through and, you know, once you die, okay, you restart the game. Go again. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, you start with, I can't remember which character. Maybe I think you start with as Daenerys and you have to unlock the other eight characters so you know Tyrion, Jon Snow, Cersei, Jaime, stuff like that. Okay. And as you go through, you kind of have to contort yourself because you know that like okay, well if I'm if I'm playing a Cersei and I 
I got to find a way to get Tyrion on trial and not just execute him because when I do, I'll unlock Tyrion as a playable character. So you kind of need to know the storyline in order to do well in this game. Well, you just kind of have to know that, like, you just okay. I know that Jamie's a character, so therefore I shouldn't execute him. I should invite him in. Therefore, he unlocks himself. So you kind of instead of just playing to just to survive, you're also knowing kind of ooh, I really should make this okay bad compromise. So there's a bit of a kind of a having a backstory kind of helps it adds more of a point yeah. it adds more of like an objective it adds more of it just adds more direction okay i'll it, try it and also the writing is off the chart superb and i think oh. it's difficult because you're dealing with i wish you told me to try earlier all those like you can long try it now. i'll try it i'll try it um like the writing is amazing uh, i think um uh it's really hard because you've got to balance fans of the book fans of the tv show and also you're going into this is completely this is basically set kind of now in Game of Thrones world, like the end of season seven, pre-season eight. So it deals a lot with like end games, like Daenerys can fly up north mm. and try and kill the White Walkers, but she dies. Or the White oh. Walkers can invade the capital. So okay, it's, so it's stuff that we haven't seen or won't see or... But it's also very clear they're hypothetical and they're not... But they're also realistic enough to not be completely fantastical. Okay. Okay, I'm going to play it. Thank you. Yes, because it is my game of the year. I love it. Okay. What are you looking forward to next year? I'm really looking forward to Far Cry New Horizons, New Dawn. New Dawn. New, New Dawn. Dawn. Yes. Kind of basically Far Cry Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I think um, it will be yet another game that will consume me for like a good month or two, I think. I'd love to tell you there's something specific I'm looking forward to, but really I'm looking forward to finishing all the games I'm currently playing. Oh, I same. still haven't that's finished God of War. That's me every year. That's me every year. That's not. That's not. That's that will be you in the hypothetical 2018 playing a 2014 game. Right? Well, yeah, Which like is what I just did today. I'm still gonna try and play Subsurface Circular, <laughs> the sequel. Like, there's still too many things that I haven't really done that I need to do. You know what I really miss is um, the other game that I generally would have wanted to play, but I'm not going to. Um, is uh, Devil May Cry? There's a new one coming out next year, and they're adding a new character to it. Uh, in the past, I've liked the franchise and I generally, sorry, I actually don't really like the franchise, like the franchise, but I like the gameplay. Like I like the combat and I just generally really like hack and slash games. Mm -hmm. Like I can be one of those idiots that buys every uh, every Dynasty Warriors that comes out, but it's pointless. And also that game scares me. <laughs> I know it's not supposed to be scary, but it's creepy. Uh, uh, I, I, I see that. I've never really been into that, which is why I'm not. I appreciate that God of War is a very good game and I like a lot of parts of God of War. It's more that I can't appreciate it on the level that most people are because I don't care for the combat. I know it's good, I just don't care enough to play it at a deep level, so I'm not getting the most enjoyment out of it, put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, before we go, I just got to give a shout out for our awesome music, Arthur Urquiola. I love, 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 love the intro song. I think like when Jared, our wonderful producer, brought it up to us, like within about five seconds, I was sold. I think I put the yeah. headphones on you and it was the same, right? Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's it. We, we have a podcast now. The best thing about it, though, is the name. The name of the song, Backstabbeth. <laughs> that's just a great name. That's um, so good. I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast so far. Um, I got some feedback on the first podcast, by the way. Uh, Josh on my team said, Victoria has a great voice. Thank you. And he said, Shay, your guest, also has a great voice. Uh oh. He then said nothing more. <laughs> uh, thank you for the good mixing, Jared. I think you've uh, you've you've balanced out my EQ real well. Yeah, can you do Josh's EQ, however, quite low. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you need to do something for mine, but I think I have a voice for books. Thank you all for listening. It's been awesome being here. Hope you guys have a great new year. Happy new year. See you next time. So scary. So scary. I know. I know. I know.